Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's in my spirit? Over and over and over. Over and over and over. Over and over and over. Brother Terry said that every morning, the Bible, he, he read out of limitations. Every morning his mercy is new. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. 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 If it was not for God, it was on your side. Hallelujah. Where would you be? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a song that say, I give him glory and I give him praise because he ain't allowed the enemy to triumph over me. Hallelujah. I, I ain't ready for that. <laughs> you ain't ready for that. Hallelujah. I give him glory to worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve an awesome God. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. God is worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. I'm not talking about your boss. I'm not talking about your mother. I'm talking about the God of glory. He is worthy of all our praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not your spouse. Hallelujah. Not your banker, but the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Mighty is he. Hallelujah. With his own arm, he brought salvation. Hallelujah. He said he'd bring salvation to himself. I thank the Lord. Y'all can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm kind of worked up right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about some of y'all, but I, I had some times when my back was against the wall. Hallelujah. My mama couldn't help me. My daddy couldn't help me. My pastor wasn't even able to be reached. But when I call on the name of Jesus, hallelujah, he answered prayer. Hallelujah. There's no other name given. Thank you, Brother Charlie. Hallelujah for reminding us. Hallelujah. There's only one name. Hallelujah amongst men under heaven where we must be saved. Can I hear that name tonight? Hallelujah. Do it still do it for you? Huh? Do it still, still? I remember a time when I hear the name Jesus, something rolls up in me. Hallelujah. I'm not tired of him yet. Hallelujah. Still send chills up my spine. Hallelujah. He's worthy. I won't be before you long. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been here all day messing with Scotty and Kobe. They almost made me lose my voice. <laughs> We've been up here uh, doing the NAYC thing. How many people here that was at uh, North American Youth Congress? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All right. Who was there Thursday night? Raise your hand. I got a test for you. Is this that? Is this that? Y'all don't sound convincing. <laughs> I said, is this that? Amen. Amen. If y'all don't know what y'all talk about, ask one of them. Ask one of you. Glory to God. If you will turn with me to the epistle of 1 John. 
chapter 1. Chapter 1, I won't be before you long. I am, I'm going to take my time, but I don't have a lot, too much, I don't have too much to say. I'll try to do diligence to the text and to the word of God. First John chapter 1. I give honor to my wife here. I think I hear my daughter out there. And my son. Give honor to a pastor in his absence. I thank God for him. Give honor for, to the ministry team and Bishop Buller and Brother Enos. And my mother's here. God bless you. Thank you for your support, my brothers in Christ. First John chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse number 8. I want to start, I believe. If we say that we have no sin, now let me back it up, verse 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If... We confess our sins. He is faithful and he is just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I want to focus on verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord God, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that your word have free course in its place. God, I ask, Lord God, that you allow me to deliver it the way you gave me, Lord God. Hallelujah. To edify your people, God. To break the bread of life. Lord, I count it an honor and a privilege to stand before this assembly and be a, a part of this assembly, Lord God. God, I ask for a, 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 a blessing, Lord God, a favor, an anointing, Lord God, to preach your word this evening. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. The subject I want to come to you tonight with is faithful and just. Faithful and just. The Bible declares that God calls all men to repent. And it also declares that many are called, but few is chosen. In the book of Revelation, it talks about when Jesus come back, the people that's going to be with him is the called, the chosen, and faithful. It's not just enough to be called. It's not just enough to be chosen, but to be faithful. Hallelujah. Faithfulness 
It's something that, as human beings, we have problems with. Our mind is finite. We get distracted so easily. We see something shiny and get distracted and get off the path so, so frequently. But how many thank God for the Holy Ghost this evening? I said, how many thank God for the Holy Ghost this evening? The Bible says limitations like the brother read. I thought he was going to get up in my, in my message tonight. But it said, it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It talks about his, 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 his compassion fadeth not, faileth not. And great is his faithfulness. God is a faithful God. How many can testify to the faithfulness of our Lord God? Faithful is he. The Bible declare in Psalms that thy faithfulness is unto all generations. And thou hast established the earth and it abideth. Don't you know every time the sun rises in the morning, it is a testament to God's faithfulness. Every time it's set in the evening, it's a testament. It's declaring the works of the Lord, how faithful he is. The Bible says he established the earth and it abideth unto now. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians that the Lord is faithful and he will establish you and keep you from evil. How many glad that God have a keeping power that was established you and keep you from all forms of evil? Hallelujah. Before the devil or anybody get to you, they got to go through the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. He will establish you. And Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he that is faithful, for he is faithful that promise. It's a promise that he will establish you. Hallelujah. I know sometimes we get worn out. The enemy is set to wear us out. They get us tired to say, you know what, I ain't going back to that church. People don't love me. People don't greet me like how they used to. Or they don't let me sing. I want to play the piano. I want to raise money. I want to preach. But hallelujah, how, you know that, how many know that God is faithful, that promise he will establish you and keep you from all evil? And the thing is, sometimes, you know, when you see me here, I try to work as much as I possibly can for the Lord. I do what I can with the youth. I do what I can with the youth ministry. I mean, with the ministry team. Um, I try to. I got a family. I got young children. But I, how many know this is not a work salvation? I'm not trying to earn my salvation. I'm just trying to do what God called me to do. The Bible says in Timothy, Paul Paul wrote to Timothy, "If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself." What a God we serve. If you're faithful, faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Hallelujah. There's some times where I've gone away with my own lust and drawn away, hallelujah, wanting to do my own things in life. And, 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 I, and I found myself against the wall trying to do my own things. But God still stepped in and had mercy on me. Amen. Anybody have that testimony? Uh, every day one Sunday... Every day one of the Wednesday night Bible study. Hallelujah. Sometimes we find ourselves straying or being out of the will of God. But thank God he's faithful, even when we're not faithful. The Bible says, by grace ye are saved through faith. 
and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we walk in them. When I'm trying to be faithful to the Lord, I'm not trying to earn salvation. I'm just trying to be where God before ordained me to be, amen? I'm trying to be where God before ordained me to be. The safest place in the whole wide world, the song say, is in the will of God. Hallelujah. And at the same time, Paul wrote to the Philippians, work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. For it is God which doeth the work in you both to will and to do of his great pleasure. Amen. Sometimes we try to hit the mark and try to, if, if, if we can do this or we can do that, God will be pleased with us. But if you just yield yourself and let God do the work in you, he will do both the will and the work of his great pleasure. Hallelujah. I see where a lot of times where when we do fall short and we try to hit the mark and condemnation comes to us so heavy. I was praying with a brother at the altar this morning. He was just saying, I'm... The devil just, I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I received the Holy Ghost years ago. But the principalities that the brother preached about this morning, it, my principality is drugs. And I, the Lord delivered me from it before. And he was saying, I, I, I didn't need prison. I didn't need, I didn't need any, any, any rehab. The Lord delivered me, took the taste out of my mouth. And he was asking me to touch and agree with him that he would do it again. And I said, you know what? Sometimes the devil will try to condemn you and condemn you and make you seem like you'll never get back to where you were. How many know that I, I looked in my Bible and I looked and don't you know the ministry of reconciliation and restoration is just as apostolic as speaking in tongues and healing and, and, and the gift of miracles and operating in gifts. Resurrection is what brings us power. Hallelujah. So we get to this point where we stray and we try to do things our own way. And we find ourselves having to come be back before a holy God. A God that is righteous. A God that is just. A God that would not let any evil deed go unpunished. Because he's holy. The Bible declares in Isaiah 28 and 17, he said, I will judge... I will lay judgment all the way to the line. His judgment is precise. Nothing is going to escape from the judgment of God. Every other word that you speak will be raised up in judgment. Every deed, every action that you take will be raised up in judgment. And he said, I will judge, I will also lay judgment to the line. And Deuteronomy declares that he is a rock. His work is perfect for all of his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. And I was reading in the Bible and, and, and I, 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 I looked and I started seeing these paradoxes. And, and, and some people, that's why you got to have the Holy Ghost to read the Bible. You would look and see these are contradictions. In the book of Numbers, it says, the Lord is long-suffering 
and great in mercy, forgiving iniquities and transgressions, and by no means clearing the guilty. And I read that, I said, oh, Lord, uh, <laughs> I rejoiced over the long-suffering part and forgiving iniquities part and transgressions, but then he says, by no means will he clear the guilty. And even after I've been saved, I've been guilty of coming up short. And I'm like, Lord, how's this, how's this coexisting in the same verse? The Bible declared in Romans that they all are going out the way. They're all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible declares that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And I look at the Bible, and I look because God is faithful. You can kind of look and see his word is true. His word is established. He exalted his word even above his name. And I look through the Bible, and I see the way that God enact justice. We look to see how Adam and Eve, when they sinned, he put them out of the garden. He cursed them both and put them out. And God was just in doing so. We look in Noah's day where the men, the thoughts of men was continually wicked. And it was a murderous time and everything that came to men's mind was just wickedness. Nobody regarded God. Nobody feared God. And he got somebody to listen to him and he gave him instructions to build an ark. And he built that ark for about 120 years and preached that whole time, telling people what's going to rain. And God sent the rains, and the Bible says that the waters of the deep burst open. And he flooded the earth. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And I don't know about you, but drowning is one of the most fearful deaths that I can think of. Happened to grasp for that last breath. But how many know that God was just and doing what he did. Even the children of Israel, before they went into the promised land, the Hittites and the Hivites and all them parasites and all them other people that was in the land, God gave them time to repent. If you look, when he told them to go into the land and possess it, he told them, do not do this, don't do that, don't let your children pass through the fire unto Moloch, because the people before you did it in the land will vomit you out. But don't you know that God was just in telling Israel to go in there and wipe them all out? God is a just God. Can I hear somebody say amen? Some people look at it and say, how could God order the genocide of a whole nation and a whole people? But you don't see before the hundreds of years where he was showing compassion and mercy upon them. But he gave them time to repent and they did not. And so he told Israel to go in there and take them all out. And God was just in doing so. You look at the story of Solomon Gomorrah, where he came down, and the Bible says the wickedness had rise, rose up unto him, and he came down to see if it was so. And he stepped in, he stepped in time and talked to Abraham, and Abraham tried to bargain with him, said if it's 50, that is righteous. If there's only 40, that was righteous. He went back and forth with him. He said if it's 40, I'll save it. He went all the way down to 10. He said if there's 10, I will save it. But don't you know he couldn't find 10 that was righteous in them cities. And God held down fire and brimstones in them cities and killed everything that was in them cities. And how many know that God was just 
in doing so. Hallelujah. He was just in doing so. He was just when Lot's wife looked back. He told them, take the things and leave the city. Don't even look back. But Lot's wife had to look back. Her heart was still in the world. And she turned, stood there and turned into a pillar of salt. And how many know God was just when he did that? Hallelujah. We looked and see when, hallelujah, when, when, when Israel kept rebelling against God and his law. And he allowed Syria, and, and if you read the book of uh, Jeremiah, he allowed Babylon to come in and take them into captivity. Take the things in the temple and do what they want with them. God was just in doing so. God was just in doing so. He gave him warning. He sent prophets. He was just, when he sent Jonah, hallelujah, Nineveh. He sent Jonah to Nineveh. Nineveh. And they repented, had a good revival. And if you look generations later, if you look and read the book of Nahum, he destroyed Nineveh after a while. Because they went and backslid again. God was just when he did that. And I looked in all these Old Testament stories and I said, Lord, who can stand before you in presence, in your presence in judgment? For we all have fell short of the glory of God. But I read in the New Testament where he said that, but God commandeth his love towards us in that while we were yet in sinners, Christ died. Hallelujah. It says right here in Isaiah, but he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. How many know that it pleased the Lord to prove him? I don't, understand, I don't know if we understand the magnitude of what Christ had to go through just to purchase our salvation. The Bible declares that he saw that there was no man to intercede. So his own arm brought salvation. In 2 Corinthians, Paul wrote, to wit, that means to know, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Hallelujah. In the Proverbs, you know, the book of wisdom, Solomon wrote, he that justifieth the wicked, and he that commandeth the condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination unto the Lord. I read that and I said, hold on. He that justifieth the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord. And I said, well, I know the Lord is my justifier. And there's no good thing in me. My righteousness is as filthy rags. But God, through the cross, justified me. The Bible says it came down 42 generations just to justify me. But the Bible declares, but for he had made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that he might be made righteousness of God in him. Let me read that again. It says, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that he may be made that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. 
The Bible declares, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. It's a lot of, me and my wife was talking, she said, all these people from all these different denominations and churches, the thing to be is saved. I'm saved, yeah. I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. And I always ask people, what are you saved from? What are you saved from? Is it from hell? From the devil? You know, the guy with the horns and the red tail? Is that who you saved from? Are you saved from yourself? What, what are you saved from? If you saved, tell me what you're saved from. People don't understand this, the condition that they're in. We are all worthy of death and to burn in hell. The Bible says that we all have become unprofitable. But we are saved from the wrath of God. We are saved from being cast out from his presence. Hallelujah. I don't know what I would do today without God's presence. I, 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 it's a scary thought. I don't know how I made it to this far to be saved without God's presence. It was his mercy. Like Brother William said, it, it was his mercy that we weren't consumed. Hallelujah. In the book of Malachi, it declares that who is a God like you who pardons sins and forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to slow in mercy. You will again have compassion on us, and you will try our sins underfoot, and you will hurl all our iniquities in the death of the sea. I read that, and it's in the Old Testament. I'm looking like that. That's, that sounds wonderful. How God said He's slow to mercy, and and He He delight in in, in mercy, and He's he, he don't stay angry forever. And it says right here in the verse verse 19 that He will trod our sins underfoot and hurl our iniquities into the depths of the sea. But if you look at that from this point of the cross, it wasn't just that easy. If a judge, if a murderer come before a judge with blood on his hands, and the judge look at him and say, you know what, you kind of remind me of my son. He look like one of my nephews or somebody. Uh, set his bond at $100 and let him go and just drop charges on him because he looked familiar. Most people will write their governor, their councilman, and get that judge off the bench. That wouldn't be a righteous judge. So we see here how you just take our sins and try it on the foot and take our iniquities and throw it out in the depths of the sea. But with Christ in view, Christ took our sins. Lord, the Father took our sins, put it on Christ, and trotted Christ on the foot. He allowed him to be beaten and smitten. He took Christ and hurled him in the depths of the sea of his wrath and, and let it pass over us. Hallelujah. In Hebrews it says, how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done dispute unto the spirit of grace. If you know what Jesus had to go through, 
just to take our iniquities upon himself. The Bible says he was in the Garden of Gethsemane sweating blood, wrestling, having the weight of the world, of the sins of the world on him. It was agony that he went through. And if we count that thing as an unholy thing, worthy, the Bible says you was guilty as trodden underfoot the Son of God yourself. And it's times that we went astray since we've been saved. Since we've been saved. And the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. I was wondering, how, 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 how is he just to forgive our sins? He, when I looked at the justice of God, he'd be just to th thump us on top of our head and says, cast us in hell. But the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. In Romans it says, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. How many know we're blessed today? You might not have the biggest house, you might not have the car you want, but you're blessed today. That your sins has forgiven you. You're blessed today. I'm, I, 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 you know what? I see a lot of church people shout, fall out, bust their head over somebody telling them you'll get a car or get a new house. But don't you know you're blessed if your sins is not imputed unto you today. If you've been buried into Jesus' name and had the name of Jesus called over you and buried with him in baptism. The Bible declares that the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. In Exodus, it's a very wonderful revelation. Just reading through these scriptures and looking, and I was just trying to understand how he's faithful and just, just to forgive. In Exodus 34, it said, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquities, transgressions and sins. And we back to but they will by no means clear the guilty. When the Hebrew writers wrote, a lot of times they wanted to put emphasis on stuff. They would write it three times. Like when, when, when Isaiah saw the Lord high lifted up and the, the angels cried out, holy, holy, holy. That was an emphasis of how holy God was. I read and say, you know, if they wanted to describe, it was a pit. You know, somebody said, man, it's a big pit out there. Don't, 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 don't fall in it. But if you want to describe a big pit, you would say it's a pit pit out there. Where the pit that would come to your mind would fit in my pit. <laughs> That's how you put emphasis on it. And right here he says he will keep mercy and forgive iniquities, transgressions, and sin. 
Those are three words that's interchangeable, but they label it three times just to show the depths of God's forgiveness. You cannot do anything that's too far for God to reach in and grab you and pull you out of. You can't get too dirty. You cannot be too unclean for God to clean you up. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Hallelujah. And we see here that the Bible declares in Romans, they are all gone out of the way. They are all together unprofitable. There's none that do good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongue they have used the seat. The poison of abscess under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And they, the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith is saved to them who are under the law. That every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ. Unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by grace through redemption that is in Jesus Christ whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through the faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. Propitiation is a fancy word to mean to appease. When, when Christ shed his blood, he appeased justice on our behalf. For the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness. That he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Christ. I'm going to read that last verse again. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be the just and the justifier of him which believe in Jesus Christ. The Lord came down, wrapped himself up in flesh, became a man to take on this cross so he can become the justifier. He's both justifier and the just. The only way we can escape this judgment is to go to the justifier. But if we don't allow him to justify us with his blood, we will find him to be just. 
and not no means letting the guilty clear. I'm coming to declare that I know none of us perfect in here. And we all are pressing towards the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. We have our shortcomings, and I'm not preaching no license. I'm not saying that you go out of sin and the blood will cover you. What I'm preaching is I'm trying to get permission for people to come home, not to go out. The devil will try to beat you up, and it's people that will sit here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and drift because of the guilt they have in their heart because they feel like they let God down. And they let different things come in and condemnation come in. But how many know there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus? There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Now, the Holy Ghost will convict you, but he won't condemn you. Because we serve a God that is faithful and just. And he's here willing to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's here willing to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. When I was sitting here and I was reading over my notes trying to prepare for the night. And Daniel, it's a story of a hand coming to write on the wall. And they was getting drunk and partying, using the things of God to do so, the gold that was in the temple. Now, I'm not trying to break all that down, but the middle inscription was, Thou hast been weighed in the balance and found wanting. I want to I I say, declare tonight, I believe that's what the Spirit gave me to tell somebody this evening. You have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Now, it's not about your works. It's not about your performance. But all you have to do is come to the cross. He's just and faithful to forgive you. He will cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. I know a lot of people feel like, well, I repented before I got the Holy Ghost. And some people go long distance without repenting again. I try to make it a daily effort, two times a day, to repent. Lord, keep me focused. Don't let me drift, Lord. We have a, we have, we have a funny way of trying to justify things that rise up in our spirit. But we have to stay focused. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on the cross. Keep our eyes on the blood. Hallelujah. It was the blood of Jesus that brung us into reconciliation with the Lord. Brung us back together. He said, come, let's reason together, said the Lord. I heard our pastor say, the difference the blood make, don't you know the deaf angel went through Egypt? What was supposed to be a pass through turned to a Passover, but for only for those who had the blood. The judgment of God is going to come passing through, but if you don't have that blood applied, blood applied to your door, it was, it's going to come. It's going to come. And there's no words that you can say to try to escape. The Bible would say is how can you neglect such a great salvation? It's an old song that say, what more can he do? He laid the foundation and opened up the way. What more can he do? If the musicians can come right now, we have to 
stay focused on the cross. Sometimes we get, we get worn out because we try to do things in our own abilities. Like Brother Charlie said, we, we, we try to fight things on a more, more, more logic level. and Oh, I, I can handle this. I can deal with this. But if we don't allow ourselves to stay on our knees and humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. The Bible says we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. He whispered, oh, you got this. Don't tell nobody. God understands. Everybody do it. But the Bible says if, if you confess, don't cover our sin. Confess and forsake. Amen? Confess and forsake. And God is faithful. He is faithful. God is faithful and just. Hallelujah. Because of the work on the cross, he's just to forgive us all our sins. Hallelujah. Somebody say the blood of Jesus. I said somebody say the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We need the blood of Jesus applied. Ask the Lord that let the blood cover and let the blood prevail. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus stopped a lot of things. Somebody plead the blood over you. I know the, the word plead the blood is not in the Bible, but in a courtroom, in a, in a legality, if you plead guilty, no contest, or innocent, that's a plea. And the Lord is a judge. He's just and righteous, and he judge down to the line. And when I stand before him, I'm not going to go and say, well, Brother Jordan did this and I did that. God, you ain't seen me at NYC. My feet was hurting. I was still giving a little dance. I think I have blisters on my feet so much walking. And I, I danced for you and I spent time with the youth and I preached to your people. That don't mean nothing. When I stand before him, I want to be in Christ. Hallelujah. How many want to be in Christ tonight? Hallelujah. It's only in Christ that we escape. I'm going to stand the altar call right now. And this is not just for sinners. This is for everybody. This is for everybody. There's a song that says, draw me closer. Draw me near to thy precious bleeding side. I need the blood to flow in my life. I need the blood to flow in my job. I need the blood to flow in my house. I need the blood to flow everywhere I go, into my car when I'm traveling, over my children. When they going to school, I need the blood to cover them. Hallelujah. I'm giving the opportunity right now. God is faithful and just to forgive. Maybe you don't have a big sin. Maybe you ain't out robbing banks and murdering fornicating, committing adultery. Maybe it's just a little small lie. All liars will have their part in the lake. The Bible declares that. Maybe you was disobedient to the Lord. <laughs> One thing that scares me, some people come to me and say, man, God told me I should have told this brother this, or God told me I should have gave this brother this, or maybe next time. And I look and say, you, 
you kind of used to disobeying the will of God. If you know God told you to do that, and you, man, I just can't, can't muster up the will to do it. That's sin. Anything that's not a faith is sin. And the wages of sin is death. But you can come to this altar and ask God for his blood to cover you. Don't let pride get in your way. Don't worry about who's looking. Don't worry about people. Nobody's going to put you on Instagram. Nobody's going to put you on social media. This between you and your God. Hallelujah. This is between you and your God. Hallelujah. Forgiveness. The precious. Jesus.